0: what's up this is matt franco
1: and this is eric dittleman welcome to mind over magic hey there hey there (laughs) (laughs) uh this is me and my voice right now which is kind of uh lacking shall we say well, yeah,
0: you've been traveling, you've been performing, you've been doing karaoke f- with friends, so...
1: Oh, I didn't I didn't know we were going to admit that on the podcast. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it's already happened. If yeah. there are videos, well, hopefully they'll end up in the video. Volume. Oh, no,
1: there's no videos. This is a bachelor Touché. party I was at this weekend for a buddy of mine, and uh, yeah. and we partied quite hard uh, in between two shows. I didn't have time to party, but we made it happen. We had a lot of fun. But no videos at a bachelor party—that's the rule.
0: Was that in New York? It was in New York, yeah. But the shows weren't. So no. So, so I was
1: like, in and out, and oh boy, am I—I'm exhausted.
0: Did you go back just for the party? Yes. Right? Because yeah, where yeah. was the second show? I know you went to Delaware first.
1: Yeah, I was in Delaware, and then the other one was in your home state, your little home state of ours. Oh, I was at Brown University, wasn't it? Brown University, exactly. Yeah. Last yeah. night, yeah. Yeah, we're recording a little early this week because I'm again hitting the road tomorrow morning, and we'll have more Mm -hmm. to talk about that on next week's episode. But uh, boy, have I been uh, just, man, traveling on the road. Uh, Well, I want to hear about Delaware first. I've had some
0: fun guests at at the show in Vegas, which I want to get into, but I want to hear. I'm like so anxious to hear about these Delaware shows. Right. Uh, Yeah. So so you had two shows, one in the morning mm -hmm. at like 10 a.m., which is like a weird time to do anything. Exactly that's a weird time to be doing mentalism it's a weird time to be you know singing whatever it is that's being performed at that time right is weird and
1: it's tricky and it was part of the youth series so uh right
0: now does youth mean kids or teens right so i'll I'll
1: give this up this is the uh the freeman arts pavilion in delaware which is an outdoor venue it's a pavilion So it's on the lawn, and they do like a lot of like concerts, right? So like that's perfect for concerts, you know. Literally, I was there the day before, like Cheryl Crow, you know. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm saying we're co, we were sharing the stage, we were co-headlining the weekend, maybe. I don't know. Uh, But um, what uh, what the first show was was part of the youth series, and I was told it was like toddlers to fourth graders
0: oh wow so i hear youth i immediately think like um like youth groups with churches and stuff and you picture like tweens and right no this this is is much younger
1: younger yeah Yeah. which which uh, means mm -hmm. adults will be there yes exactly exactly (laughs) so (laughs) you are you are correct and that is how i handled it because you don't normally think of mentalism for little little kids and uh i don't perform for little little kids like ever so i was kind of like nervous leading into this gig let's be honest like i was like how am i gonna approach this i was like do i change up my material like i was even going through some of like the stuff i was first trying out when i was like doing mentalism years and years and years ago be like is this more kid friendly (laughs) like trying to go through but i ended up just doing the show that i Normally do but with a few modifications and this is how I set myself up for success in the morning is uh, I came out right away and you know, it's a smaller crowd because it is 10 a.m. But it's uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, a lot of kids and their parents and families. So I say um, uh, Hi, I know this is for the youth's youth series but uh, clearly we have, uh, we have parents here, so it should be more for a general audience. Is that what I said? And so we're going to be using some kids, but we're also going to be using some adults and uh, parents. You can't blame me because uh, if you have ever tried to read your kids' minds, you know it's next to impossible as well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just made a little joke of it, and then just mm-hmm. you know had a good mix of uh, you know kids and adults up on stage, and it went really, really well. People were. really What was happening. the
0: youngest child you had on stage?
1: There was no one real, really young. Maybe. Well, maybe you said four. toddlers to four, didn't you? I didn't see many toddlers in the audience. Okay. So it was mostly okay. yeah. There was like. maybe Maybe like fourth grade might have been the youngest. You know, I gotcha. think she was maybe. Okay. Well, what is fourth grade? How old is that? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> mm. How old is fourth grade? I think I had someone who was like eight or nine. Is that sixth grade? grade? Is
0: like uh, ten to eleven. Nope, eleven to twelve. So. And for our international
1: listeners, I'm sure it's very different. Nine years old. Nine graders. years old. Okay,
0: yeah. Well, the show is in Delaware, so.
1: There you go. Yeah. For, I was just it's saying for our, for our listeners. For our listeners. So that one went surprisingly well, and I was having a blast, and like it was a really fun show, and people were really getting into it. It was hot. It was muggy. I, all the, all
0: these things, like yeah, like spell out that this could have been an absolute train wreck. The outdoors, mm-hmm. the morning, the youth aspect. So like, I'm glad it went really well. I mean, I even texted you. Yeah, you were like, so nervous for me <laughs> shortly after the show. Like,
1: what happened? Yeah. <laughs> so then I did the 7 p.m. show, and I was like, well, this one's going to be easier than that one, except for one thing that I didn't take into account. It is outdoors, and weather can change. So the later show it started raining. <laughs> Mid show or pre show? Pre show it started like sprinkling a bit. You know, mm-hmm. people I think were kind of like we're the, even the event organizers were like we're watching the weather. We're going to keep going if it's, you know, not too bad. So then during the show it started coming down a little bit. More. I mean it wasn't wasn't ever downpour. It wasn't ever like unbearable, but just like a light sprinkling through the whole show.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. Now, Does that affect like E-
1: everything well with someone whose whole show is paper products right <laughs> i mean i've done shows with damp pieces of paper before like i did a show down in like aruba or like some of these caribbean you know countries that uh i was outdoors and like just the mugginess alone like made the paper like feel like almost damp right And it was, was yeah like, it happens
0: with cards too if i'm power in through. Know, florida where- yeah
1: yeah But uh, there was a break in the the rain a little bit right as I was hitting my blindfold act. And I was like, all right, we'll just pass the clipboards and markers and papers out into the audience because I was going to adjust to have everyone up on stage. But I was like, oh, it stopped raining. Okay, we can maybe squeeze this in. And then as soon as I'm blindfolded and they have to start drawing, it started raining again. So I get handed back these damp pieces, this wet soaking pieces of paper. And, uh, you know, luckily it's just my helper holds them up and people were like, they were still, they maintained their integrity enough to get through the routine, <laughs> right? but it was, it was tough for, uh, to get through it. And, uh, there was a fun moment when, uh, at the final reveal, it was a heart and it had two words in it. And I just kind of like put up like two hands with fingers crossed and I'm like, I'm just getting the phrase, is it thug life? And I'm doing, like, the gesture and everything like that. And the mm-hmm. audience applauds because it's correct, and I got it right. And I go, oh, boy, I'm so glad that was right because if I was wrong, this would be super awkward.
0: <laughs> it was probably awkward regardless. I was a little awkward. In all fairness. It was a little awkward. <laughs> but,
1: you know, I played it for the laughs. That was of course. The, that was the goal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a blast. It looks like uh, you know maybe I'll be doing that uh, venue again in the future because it was overall success despite the weather. I think the people who were there, you know, kind of were understanding and you know were happy with the show as well. And you flew
0: out immediately the next morning, or
1: flew? Who are? Who am I? Do I have a private jet? No, I drove from Delaware to back to New York that I feel like night. That's pretty f- far. Eh, four and a half, five hours. Oh, that's
0: not far. I thought it was much
1: farther. Oh, Delaware is like kind of south of jersey which is next to new york you know
0: i may be there's a chance i've never been to delaware i think that's one of the few states i haven't been to
1: wow i only have two so
0: hence my lack of geographical knowledge of delaware and
1: its relation to new york you know i only have two states left to visit and to perform in what are they idaho and wow okay i've got that one and alaska yeah that one i've never even been to And which is funny because it's that punchline of that old like street joke for kids. It's like Idaho, Alaska. You don't know that one?
0: I, you know, it's kind of ringing a bell, but. It's
1: like, what did Mississippi wear to the ball? And they go, Idaho, Alaska. Like, I don't know. I was okay
0: with not remembering the specifics, but thank you for.
1: (laughs) Well, the answer is a New Jersey.
0: Oh, is that the answer? I thought yeah. Idaho Alaska was the punchline.
1: That's a setup, yeah, for the punchline.
0: Oh, now okay, now I appreciate it a little
1: bit more. <laughs> I don't know. That's one of those jokes you just heard when I was like a kid. It was like, "Oh, it's one of these retellings." And I don't know where the original came from, but uh there might and be those more. Those are your two states. But yeah, exactly. Idaho Alaska. Wow fantastic so then i uh yeah i drove i actually stopped back uh i saw another mentalist performer friend was performing in delaware we connected so i ended up getting back to new york at like 3 (laughs) a.m
0: right 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 well no the reason i was asking is i wanted to know how the weather was the next day i wanted to know if cheryl crow got rained out too which one cheryl crow
1: oh i don't know i don't know she, I think she was actually on Monday. Maybe it was a day. Oh, okay. So there no musicians. Between, I mean, I don't yeah.
0: even know how they, because like I've seen lots of. I guess I've probably been to concerts in the rain too, but like handling mm-hmm. your musical instruments in that environment must, even if it's partially covered, like the rain still gets blown in. Yeah. And that must be a whole different. Experience
1: well, it's a whole different experience because I don't imagine Cheryl Crow going out into the audience as well and like pulling people up on stage as often as I was
0: doing. So probably not as often, yeah, (laughs) or or maybe not at all.
1: Exactly, exactly. So the interactive part and the uh, the other um, uh, paper product elements made it tricky and a little uh, uh, harder to deal with. But it's one of those things you just trudge through and uh, hopefully. no one could really tell the difference or they appreciated that you know everyone was all in the same boat is what i'm saying all she
0: wants to do is have some fun so she might
1: okay (laughs) we don't need to bring more karaoke into this
0: (laughs) and it's early today folks all right
1: (laughs) Uh, where is this going and then i went to uh i had a show at brown university last night and that went well Uh, as well. There was a, uh, this is an interesting moment in the show as well. Um, I'm doing uh, my holiday routine where I reveal what people wore for Halloween, Christmas present, Valentine. And um, this was like a younger program for the school. So it wasn't incoming college students. It was kind of like early high school, um, you know, kind of STEM program, like get them involved and focusing on the future leaders of today i don't know the exact details however i could tell the generational gap and this is one of those moments was like i'm just getting old now aren't i (laughs) because i go to reveal and all i'm getting and i don't know what it is but sometimes when i don't know what it is i can still get the final um answer uh but the halloween costume this girl was thinking was a, a visco girl? Do you know what that is, Matt?
0: No, I've I don't know what that is.
1: Same. <laughs> <laughs> So normally when I'm building up to something, I can at least get some steps along the way, some reveals along that I can, you know, get hits or describe exactly what they're drawing. But I was just getting in from her mind, the visco girl. And I'm like, I hope this is appropriate. Everyone laughed as soon as I revealed it. She was like, oh, don't worry. I was like young and in middle school. It was a weird phase. I was like, I don't know what this is. Oh, my gosh. So it's, uh, the, the lesson was, it's like, yeah, okay, there's going to be moments when you're not going to know what you're revealing, and how do you handle that? Not as
0: culturally piped in as you thought.
1: Well, it was this... It's an, It was apparently based off an app, I did look it up after the fact, an yeah. app for like, um, you know, taking selfies, it was obviously geared towards like middle school age girls or something like that, or, or just a styling, so it's different filters, you can look like you're like a summer breeze, but like you can style these like characters and figure out their outfits so i'm not blaming myself for not knowing this (laughs) like this is not something i should know as a you know 30 something white male (laughs) but um i just went for this and i was just like i even got the letters wrong in the reveal just to show like i should not be knowing this as well (laughs) right i think i switched the c and the s but uh it's just handling those moments especially as a mind reader it's tricky because you gotta you're you're you, you should know everything but the fact that like hey even a mind reader at my age i'm like i got it right but it doesn't mean i know what it is and i think that's a fine right. lesson to just play into
0: i had a guy on stage the other night and um i asked him if he played cards and i think he said i'm not a player funny <laughs> i'm not a player i'm not a player so i said you just crush a lot oh you get that reference right uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: it's like you know, pretty popular in, in music and the audience I got, I got zero, <laughs> nothing <laughs> to the point where I was really, you know, it's like, I'm not a player. I just crushed a lot, which is like the non-explicit, ver- explicit version of the, the lyric that was in like quite a few hip hop songs, but back in the nineties mm. for the most part, yeah. but you, you got the reference, right? Or are you just lying to sound cool?
1: I'm lying to sound cool, man. <laughs> are you
0: really? <laughs> This is right up there with Visco girls for you?
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, the only people who got it were like people around the same age as me that like work at the show. Yeah. <laughs> so like I got nods from them but but nothing from the crowd at what, all. What's song- not I-
1: You got to remember I am to music sometimes or popular music. I know some music, but yeah. you, as you are to movies.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So I thought it was too hip for the room, but then I realized maybe I'm just like maybe it's too random of a reference or old yeah
1: yeah we gotta be careful i mean i can't be too
0: old for the room that doesn't make any sense it's It's your it's your
1: room too (laughs) 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 yeah exactly
0: (laughs) but it wasn't just like it wasn't funny like just nobody had any idea what i was talking about you know what i mean
1: I mean I get it in context. I don't know the specific reference. That's what I mean.
0: Well, it's the, that's yeah. the thing. It's yeah. like actually commonly used enough right. where like exactly. it's not even one song. It's yeah. like yeah. referenced in many songs.
1: Exactly. So yeah. yeah. So I'm not completely lying. Just it's not at the same level as Fisco girl. I was like I I was literally revealing it. it was like I've never seen these letters together in my life. <laughs> to
0: clarify that the main one that that comes to mind and may be the one that popularized it the most or did it first or whatever is big pun. Still not a player. Okay. But it's been reused many times.
1: I, I, I don't think I've even heard of that song. You don't
0: get into big pun
1: at all? No. no you, really, you really struck
0: me as a big pun guy.
1: I, I think that's a lie. It's sarcasm <laughs> is what it is. What's happening in Vegas, Matt? Well, we've uh, actually...
0: So I went to the, the Carbonaro show with you, and then I actually went to another show. Oh. Uh, um the my next next moment I had a, a, a night off I went to see a show that you've seen Farrell Dillon
1: yes oh great yeah over at Bally's
0: at Bally's and Farrell and I have actually known each other quite
1: a long time yeah How have you knew that when you were y- very young doing magic right
0: yeah like we probably met when i was around 12 or 13 he was around 16 or whatever and we used to like see each other at, at magic conventions and like we knew each other in passing and then we reconnected again at one of the college conferences mm-hmm. which i'm sure you were at yeah um and then and now here in vegas which is really cool and he had just come to my show a few nights earlier and i, I went to go see his which was really great you know he's um a type of performer that's um, really learned how to perform by performing in front of real audiences yeah. and not to take anything away from other generations that are, you know, learning more from performing for cameras and for YouTube and this and that. But flight time is such an important um, fundamental part right, of, of becoming of a good live performer, at least. 10,000 um,
1: hours, Malcolm Gladwell, they say, get up. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. All that stuff.
0: So, so everything is so like sort of tight and dialed in. I'm sure well before he even got to Vegas, you know, Hmm. from cruise ships and whatever else. So it's really refreshing to see um, performers that dialed in. So that was cool. Um, I've also had some really fun guests at the show, other than Farrell.
1: By the way, if you hear dogs in the background, that is... uh, You hear my dogs? That is Matt's uh, four dogs, as he revealed he has now. (laughs) Yeah, four dogs. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Um, We had... so Rico Rodriguez rico rodriguez came to the show recently your buddy
1: from modern family fame and uh who you did the uh special guest piece with on agt
0: yeah so we just did a thing last last year's finale i guess was that 2022 one um finale uh and his his sister as well who i met because she was there on set with us uh rainy who's an actress as well uh, they came to the show w- with their mom, and um, what a good time to reconnect. But I always love hearing people sort of, like, what they take away from the show sure. and chatting with them afterwards, especially people who are sort of, like, in the entertainment business. Yeah. And, like, it was actually really funny, like, the attention to detail that both of them had. I can't remember if it was her or him talking about just, like little things like oh i love how in the country scene everyone's wearing cowboy hats right (laughs) the country
1: scene well that's what makes it a country scene
0: (laughs) well they're actors they use the term scene right oh
1: yeah it's so funny that's great
0: (laughs) um you know oh the way you handle the selkie the selfie stick how did you get the phone in there so quickly that's really hard to do like it was oh, so, so funny, fun. like the little things. I was like, that was the most impressive part of the show, the way I handled the
1: selfie stick. They're looking at the craft, right? They're looking <laughs> at the, uh, they're like, oh, well, as an actor, I have to use props and sometimes it's fumbly when it has to feel natural, right? So they're looking <laughs> for that naturalness that we have to uh, oftentimes as mystery performers mimic it so that nothing arises suspicion just as actors have to do when so nothing arises suspicion when they're just in the moment acting. Right, right. right?
0: Um, and then here's another one from last night. Um, so anyway, great to see Rico and Rainy again. But um, from last night, are you familiar with the clairvoyant?
1: The cl- the one clairvoyant. I know the clairvoyants. The not plural. the clairvoyants. Okay, yeah. The clairvoyant. Is it a show? Is this no, no. It was literally person? just.
0: It was literally just Amelie from the clairvoyants.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I know the clairvoyance, and you're saying Tommy didn't go to the show.
0: <laughs> they've both been they've both been in the past, I guess, to the previous iteration of the show. Um, but she had come by with some friends. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I heard from Tommy before, and I knew I knew she was going to be coming. I guess he's coming next month or something.
1: They're splitting <laughs> up their duties, going to yeah, they're visiting it. shows
0: separately, I suppose. But um, well, as yeah, a it was two great person
1: to... act. Maybe one was still needed in the AGT live show at the Luxor, and they could just take <laughs> time off separately.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I, I we took a photo, and I joked that it was like a knockoff of the clairvoyance. There you you go. know, like yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. a cheap version of the. uh you know Tommy since he he wasn't there, but um, it was great to reconnect. I hadn't seen um, her in a while, and I, I'm still excited to see them in in their show. Well, in their ag, you know, yeah. in their spot during the AGT live, um, show, yeah. live version of the show. Um, the way
1: you phrased it, though, the clairvoyant, I was like, is this new cop drama like The Mentalist that I'm just <laughs> not aware it of? It sounds like it could be, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, they've they've already done one with a mentalist and a magician. It's like, it's sure, why not a clairvoyant? I'm sure there's one that's just psychics. There's also just psych where he's right? pretending to be. Oh, there's so many cop drama shows. <laughs> Well. Oh,
0: I watched one that I really liked. By the way, it was like a better version of Bosch.
1: Whoa, those are fighting words here on this podcast. Uh, yeah, no, we have a lot of Bosch on. fans. No, you we gave don't. Up too
0: early. No, we don't. Oh wait, what was I? Can, I wish I could remember the name of it. I really wanted to tell you to watch it because, like, it was like Bosch, but the characters were likable. <laughs>
1: So I I take take it you're not going to be watching The Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix because that's in the same Bosch universe. That was it, maybe. The
0: Lincoln Lawyer? That was the one I watched. Yeah, that was it.
1: It's the same writer, Matt. Yeah, but it's much better. (laughs) Wow. Maybe just like legal dramas. Anyway, uh, (laughs) we should uh, switch gears. We have more to discuss, but uh, I think it's time, Matt. Unless, are there other celebrity guests? that we missed well no i
0: realized I, I wanted to be we're already late for trivia so let's no, start let's it do up it.
1: Well, let's do it all right let's jump into diddle me this diddle me this diddle me that will eric end up stumping matt
0: riddles so to clarify as soon as he mentioned riddles my face lit up so you thought that you were cutting me off yeah, but right, no, yeah, yeah. I, I you. you th- I wasn't jumping it early. I was saying oh, okay. we're late. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Alright, Frank was born in 1933
1: and died in 1946 at the age of 50. How? Frank was born in 1933
0: and died in 1956. Uh, 46. And died in 1946 at, at age the age of 50. 50. Yeah. He was born in 1933, so technically he was 13 years old.
1: Supposedly, if you do the math between 1946 and
0: 1933, yes. Okay, so I'm going to say that, what was his name, Frank?
1: Sure. Doesn't matter for the riddle. Was it really? (laughs) Frank, it was Frank. Okay, okay.
0: (laughs) I think Frank was... um, it's a, it's a sketchy riddle because actually the, the answer is that he was born again, like a born-again Christian in wow. 1933.
1: <laughs> he, was, uh, he was, no, he was actually born. But I like the uh, out-of-the-box thinking. He was born again. Born again. <laughs> the, I think yeah. they would include born, then born again, and then died. He it, watched
0: an episode of Joel Osteen that uh, night oh in boy. 1933. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he said the prayer at the end. Which means he was born again.
1: This is a side jag. I just listened to the podcast "Fake Psychic," which was a BBC podcast about uh, someone who was in the spiritualist movement and was like making a lot of money off of, you know, starting a church and manifesting, uh, you know, spirits and talking to the dead. And then he all came out uh, and exposed it all to be a lie. And he had a p- book published called "Psychic Mafia." And this uh, this BBC podcast kind of does a deep dive into. This uh, person's name is Lamar Keane, uh, his life. So it's fascinating to check out.
0: That sounds super fascinating. But just to clarify, you're not implying that Joel Osteen talks to the dead or anything.
1: I'm not. I just (laughs) just drew a line (laughs) between the two.
0: (laughs) Not so much a line between the two, but connecting the two, I'm feeling like.
1: Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not the same he's a motivational speaker essentially as opposed to a charlatan
1: right there's different there's yeah 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 there's different levels i think of uh he's not going into the believing in supernatural powers of manifesting dead spirits
0: it all depends how you look at it all right anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's why this was a side jag anyway (laughs) anyway Frank, back um, to Frank. Frank was born in 1933 and died in 1946
0: at the age of 50. How? I, I, oh gosh. It at doesn't make age... sense
1: if you're doing the math between those numbers.
0: Well, of course not. At the age of 50? Is that wording important?
1: No, in fact, it actually says at age 50.
0: Oh, so that changes it. Okay.
1: No, it doesn't change it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Born in nineteen, 19- I I wonder if anyone listening to this like thinks how silly am I for not getting. No, those I right think now?
1: this is a tough one. Cause yeah, it, but I it makes a very very strong assumption about some numbers in this. Riddle. I
0: feel like it's within my grasp. Mm-hmm. A strong assumption about some numbers. Yeah. Born in nineteen thirty three, died in nineteen forty six at age fifty.
1: What, what, so, are, what are the numbers? What assumptions are we making about 33, these
0: 46, 50. Or nope. 1933, 1946,
1: mm-hmm. 1950.
0: Nope. <laughs> just 50. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 50. <laughs> yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just on a roll there. <laughs> I got carried away. Um, 1933, 1950. Born in 1933? Okay, so like, was he born on January 9th, 1933? No, that doesn't fit.
1: Yeah, the year still stays the same. Mm. This was a tough one for me. I had to think about this one for a long time before I figured it See, out. See,
0: now that's such a a backhanded thing you just said there. What? <laughs> such a backhanded thing. Why? Because the implication there was that you solved it. You understand that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you weren't really trying to make me feel better. You no. were really saying, "By the way, I solved this." Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> and now
0: I feel really bad because the oh, like, no, I, no. I, oh no no oh giving you a I feel and stuff. bad that I gave you. I got an easy trivia for you today. Oh,
1: <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually you have revenge. <laughs> um, yeah. So the first number we hit is 1933. What are we assuming about that number?
0: We're assuming it's the year, but that's right. why, yeah. Maybe it's not. What else could it be? Born in 1933.
1: Yeah. Where do people get born usually? Sometimes. some.
0: Where in a hospital? Oh, it's like the hospital room.
1: Hmm. These are room numbers. Frank was born in the room 1933 and died in room 1946 at the age of 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That is it, a clever one. I'll it give is you clever. That. It is very tough. So don't feel bad, Matt, that I had to spoon feed you that because normally, cause technically you got serious. so. Right. <laughs> let's yeah. jump over to trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready. Time to use his wit. Pressure. 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 Trivia. Pressure. Trivia.
0: I may have asked you this before.
1: Well, we have a spreadsheet. Okay.
0: (laughs) The Statue of Liberty. How much do you know about it?
1: I know a little bit. Some. Enough.
0: Uh, That already tells me this is going to be easy.
1: Is it how tall it is? Because I don't know that.
0: Yes. (laughs) It is how
1: tall it is. (laughs) You can't just just make up the trivia question on the spot, man. Who
0: knows? Maybe that was my plan all along. What what made you think I just
1: made it up? Clearly that tone of what you're speaking right (laughs) now.
0: Um, Do you know uh, it was a gift from which country? France. All right. And there you have it.
1: (laughs) If I were to make a guess of how tall the Statue of Liberty is... Mm-hmm. Mm, i don't know i'm bad at estimating
0: like the statue itself i feel like we actually did that one
1: without the base
0: yeah like it's hard to say yeah like what are they actually measuring because i feel like we did this one and looked it up and like found conflicting information
1: i want to say i don't know and is it in the hundreds or the 900s back give me
0: <laughs> oh i don't know the answer to that Uh, It wasn't the it wasn't the real question. I only tried to make it the question because I knew you didn't know.
1: I was gonna say like, two hundred fifty. It was my. Let's have
0: our producer Google it real quick.
1: You want? Is that me?
0: No, we don't have one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I guess
1: that means me. All right. For those curious like me, I was not. I'm not too far off. Three hundred five feet.
0: Oh, three hundred five.
1: But that's including the pedestal. So one fifty one feet tall and it stands on a pedestal that's 154 feet tall
0: how high is the stratosphere in las vegas
1: okay welcome to the looking up heights no don't look spot. it up oh you want me to guess
0: yeah i know roughly i'm not, I, like you don't have to give me a number like exact i'll give you give me a range and as long as you're in the right range you'll be correct but if you're in the wrong range you'll be incorrect
1: well now this is easier because i have a point of reference it is taller than the statue of liberty is my uh, guess. that
0: is true i will give you that
1: I believe it's 108 floors.
0: Uh, that's more information than I know.
1: Um, Maybe it's 180. But how tall is a floor? Like 16 feet? I do not know. No, I mean, I'm thinking tall.
0: floors in a hotel room are not 16 feet. But no, are there no, hotel that, rooms that's in that's the stratosphere high. itself? I'm so
1: bad at estimating that. Right? Thought, like in that tower, are just there rooms I thought a floor was that? 16 feet. I'm like five foot and I can almost touch the ceiling. So this, I'm five foot something.
0: <laughs> but there aren't rooms in that, so it's i it, i
1: it, sure like, I think you still do it by story, right?
0: Story. But the rooms are in a separate building at the stratosphere, no?
1: Oh, I don't know. We're gonna have to ask Banachek.
0: Right. Okay. She performs so, over there. How high is it? <laughs> there are um, rides up there. You've done the rides. I have right? done the rides. That's how I know because like when you go up there they brag about the height of the rides.
1: I'm not looking this up. I'm just doing math. Hold on. Because I'm making an estimate. Mm-mm-mm. Let's do... Let's do a thousand feet.
0: Yeah, that, that's right in the wheelhouse for sure.
1: Is that in the wheelhouse?
0: Yeah, I think that's like in between like, yeah, the highest and lowest points. like the top of the ride and then like the actual building itself. That's somewhere. A thousands right in the wheelhouse, so you win.
1: The answer is eleven hundred forty-nine feet.
0: Boom. Then that might be the highest point though.
1: So that might be the highest point. Yeah. All right. Welcome to looking up how tall things are on Mind Over Magic Podcast. We finally did it, Matt. We covered the over. How how high over something something else is. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah we did. All right cool <laughs>
1: anyway, let's change gears. Well speaking of Vegas, I want to bring this up because I visited Vegas um, quickly and I this thought popped in my head and I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Uh, we may have covered it briefly in the past, but seeing all these shows in Vegas and realizing I have so many performer friends who do shows, you're in the same room doing the same show essentially with minor details uh, changing or when you switch out routines or so forth. How do you prevent this feeling of like deja vu, like Vegas deja vu? Like, do you feel like each show is special, unique? Obviously, there's going to be tweaks, but you're going to the same building, doing the same show. How do you keep it fresh? How do you not just be like, I am in Groundhog Day every single day? A lot of people
0: say theater feels like Groundhog Day. Yeah. That's a common trope.
1: Right, 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 right. It never feels that way to me yeah how why how how do you keep it different what what makes it feel different that's what i'm curious well the easy answer i have the variety of traveling around and all my venues are changing my audience is changing and and also with mentalism specifically a lot of what people are thinking are different each time so so how do you approach that conundrum or feeling that it's not just the day on repeat. Yeah.
0: Well, for, first of all, for me, it's not a conundrum at all. So yeah, right, it's right, like right, a right, trick right, question a right, little right, bit. Right. Right. So number two is your answer was your venues are changing and your audiences are changing. 50% of that is also true for me. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. the easy answer though, this is true. This is why every show feels different is because the audiences are different. Mm-hmm. Um, the third answer is, uh, the third answer is actually that like, there are always new things that were like, working on or problems to solve it's almost like being in like a a a restaurant i I don't think you've ever worked at a restaurant right
1: um no no but with like
0: when i can only imagine how it is to be like a gm of a restaurant especially one that's open like a lot or even close to 24 hours like there's always some issue Mm. to be like uh to be addressing and it's like the same thing when you're running a show uh, on a daily basis. There's always something going on. There's always lights being changed out. Right. There are always like uh, changes to cues. I have notes every single show that I give sure. to myself, uh, to, to those are working on the show of like things like, not that are necessarily wrong, but things to try. Right, To right, 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 evolve right. the show, make it feel different and to make it tight. Like when I talked about Ferrell's show being tight, um, part of that is from repetition and doing it over and over so like I love the repetition so that's why it's not a conundrum like I love the parts um that are not variables that make it controlled you know I'll never forget when I first started doing colleges the reason I wanted to be doing colleges was to be doing the same show over and over I wanted to be removing variables because it was too difficult for me to get good uh doing a library one day and a corporate show the next and a college the day after Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be doing colleges all the time so that I could be drilling the same 60 minute show at that time over and over and over again. Exactly. So now I'm there right now. I'm doing that. Yeah. That show. So for me, it's not a conundrum. It's a blessing.
1: Right. You've eliminated the change of venue too. So that's a variable that stays, but now it's just doing those fine tuning tweaks every single time, uh, and finding new elements to be like, how do we streamline this? It's that, it's that one degree better each time that you're trying to find and look for right yeah you know I, i'll
0: i'll tell you it's always easy in any line of work any job any hobby like it's easy to think the grass is greener on the other side and mm. like there's something else you could be doing like if like if you're a, a a magician you want but you want to be an actor you think that you know or if you're a magician or you know you wanted to be a rock star but you ended up being something else it's hard to explain but we always like feel like when we become something it's like oh should i have done this or that right 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 and the truth is i've always known that i've loved magic i've i grew up with a poster of vegas on my wall some people their dream is to like i don't know smoke weed on a beach in in hawaii or or (laughs) to own a sports team or to be a ceo of a company like everyone's dreams are vastly different right Mm. and like for me it's always been to do exactly what i'm doing so like my um advice for people like if you if you have something that you're like kind of good at and you're able to be doing it like tunnel vision laser focus keep doing
1: it yeah you know because, yeah, if you're able to get to that point when all you want to do is the thing you want to do, then it's never going to feel like a day of work, right? But Ever. Yeah, of course not. And I I know the feeling, too, because I get to do what I love to do. It's just I just pictured myself being in one room, mm-hmm. <laughs> full road over, driving in, almost clocking in like a 9 to 5, right? Or um, Sure. And I think a lot of people
0: deal with that. Mm-hmm, I think a mm-hmm. lot of even performers. Like, yeah do get like burnt out. And mm-hmm. um, you, you see know, the people
1: go in autopilot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um,
0: and, uh, and then I see people that don't appear to be burnt out at all that are right. much older than me. Right. So right. I think it depends on really, if this is like what you are meant to be doing or want to be doing. And look, if it stops being fun, my advice, you know, a, a lot of times, my advice would be to stop doing it, but I think right. a lot of times you're so far in, it's like, how do you stop?
1: Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what do you
0: go and do then? Right. So I don't know. I, I like to think that if it ever stopped being fun, I would stop and, you know, do something else too. No, um,
1: I, I like what you said, though, of like you're constantly looking for something to improve or something to tweak or something to make things go better. Like, well, I that, think that, the, that,
0: this the, ties right back into the country scene.
1: Right. Exactly. I, well, actually, I was just going to say, the, the, yeah. I think the, the, the death of, you know, excitement or inspiration for what you love to do is thinking you've accomplished it, right? You, like you, right. you're done, like you've, I've solved being a magic performer, right? If right, you, no, if I you don't, think I feel that, like a student. Yeah, if you think that way, then you're like, all right, that is just the same thing over and over again. But if you're always like, how do I learn more? How do I improve more? How do I add a new bit that's gonna be fun and add entertainment? Like, I think that's the initial drive that's gonna make it not feel the same every day.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even feel close to it. Every audience really is vastly different right, from right, the one right, right, before right. and after it. Um, and you know, I built a section of the show that allows me to jazz and improvise. Oh, right, yeah. It, a Mm -hmm. 10 minute section of the show Mm -hmm. that doesn't rely on full production. So there aren't other, you know, there aren't 10 other 10 or 20 other people that are all sort of like part of our tech crew. That's choreographed with what I'm doing. No, it's just, it's all focused in one area and I can literally jazz and do what I want to do during that time, which is really rare to have
1: moments like that in a full production show. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what's so important to me and what keeps it fresh for me. Even if I am in the same venue, Uh, you know, a few times in a row are those moments of improv, right? So like, you know, I live for those moments we discussed, like Thug Life and Visco Girls, you know, like, because I, you never know what people are going to be thinking. And I love playing off of that and being in the moment. And so that keeps it fresh for me. I just, you, you know, it was just thinking of like, I've been to Vegas quite a bit now and I'm just seeing the same hotels, you know, the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing new shows, but now I mm-hmm. feel like I've seen almost every show I need to see. <laughs>
0: there are probably still a bunch right? you haven't seen. Yeah, right? there are a bunch. Aren't there more than more that you haven't seen than those that you have?
1: Probably, but I think right? I've almost hit almost every magic show. There's a oh, sure, a couple sure. More. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there uh, aren't
0: that many, you know. And, and I've hit
1: almost circus like. type show. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now I'm gonna have to do the lounge shows. I still gonna see Donnie.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, you do. Yeah. He'll, he's back in August, and okay. Donnie. Yeah. Speaking of, he's you know in his 60s, Johnny Osmond, Absolutely. and the energy he has on stage, I, I aspire to have you know at his age. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, like yes, I'm a student of it, and like honestly, I've been, so I've been done maybe a few hundred shows since the pandemic, maybe right three or four hundred. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We're almost at two thousand total, right? Wow. Yeah, we're about a hundred away from two thousand shows. So. And next month is our seven-year anniversary of, of since we opened.
1: I predict cake is in your future.
0: I think so too, or cupcakes. Um, <laughs> if just in case you need another excuse to come back out to Vegas, okay. come for the seven-year party. Uh, um, I I do. I'm starting to feel like okay. I've got this iteration of the show down. I have I have pretty substantial plans for 2023.
1: Yeah, I know some of the stuff you were saying you were cooking up, but uh, I I think. Uh, I'm excited to see where you take the show too. now that well, it's, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's not even just like the exciting magic side. It's also like the I don't know if I should call it like what to call it, like the nerd side or like the less the less glamorous side of like what people aren't thinking about. People are like, oh, did you change the show? They mean like, are you doing an, is it new production or is it new tricks? That's what people right. mean by that, like when yeah. they see a, a show. Um, but also like there are major changes that people aren't aware of, too, that we need to be very honed in on as the, on the performer side. So for example, um, I'm excited to do like a, um, like a load out, a deep cleaning of the room and a load in.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. So just to, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I did do, I didn't work in restaurants, but I did work retail and every once in a while every yearly you do inventory. And then Mm -hmm. you'd have to like close the store early. Everyone's just Mm -hmm. going through scanning every single product to see exactly if it matches the computer. So it sounds like you're doing a deep uh, like a load out clean, deep clean of the theater. That'll be interesting because then it will be like, oh, maybe if you'll find like a hidden, hidden hidden illusion you forgot about. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Well,
0: what would you do is you use that as an opportunity to then load in only Mm -hmm. what you need, new technology, Mm -hmm. get rid of things not being used, and also use that as an opportunity to update your set list because you have to re tech everything as if it's. Oh, right. As as if you're starting completely over. You know why? Because you are. Exactly. Right? So it's the perfect time to tech in those new things that you're working on. So, um, you know, I really hope. people see i love the current iteration of the show and i hope Mm -hmm. people get a chance to see it but i think i think that's only going to be throughout the rest of 2022 because at the beginning of 2023 of course the timeline could change right um but i i do have exciting things on the horizon and i know in order to make those changes in 2023 i need to be working on those set list changes now
1: Yeah, it's like a spring cleaning, and those are the moments when you can make those changes to be like, oh, we've been doing it this way for so long, but Mm -hmm. that's not really the best way to do it. Let's see how we can figure out the best way now. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: But you know what, though? I'm blessed, too, because it's such a unique situation where the finale of the show is literally different every show. You could come one night and then the next. And it truly is like... You know, I'm surprised at the different things that can show up in the finale. Yeah, um, you that's know, that's what I love. Yeah, given those, basis,
1: so those improv moments I love so much. Yeah,
0: it requires lots of thought and being present and being mm-hmm. in the moment. And yeah, I, um, if you think about it, you're in the minority because most people don't travel to different places for work all the time.
1: Yeah, 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 of course, of course,
0: right? So, most people are going to. Or in office, or maybe working yeah. from home now, right? Isn't right, that even right, more right. common?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, most people are used to seeing the same environment regularly, and there's comfort in that too. Mm-hmm. There is, so for sure. Um, and then there's like yeah. I
1: also think there's like actors who are doing a stage show where literally the dialogue is the same every night. That's finding-
0: that's what I'm saying. Right. That uh, is that mm-hmm. is a very different um, scenario where like that's what I mean. Groundhog Day in in many yeah. theatrical environments where like the fourth wall is not being broken. Right. You know i could understand how maybe that could feel like that more so
1: right but if you're even doing still it i don't a... know
0: it's not fair for me to comment on it i don't know
1: right but again when everything is the same those moments that are slightly different pop out more it's the uh, base reality effect you know once you have that base reality of what's supposed to be there any small tweak is going to be the unusual thing and that's what makes it fun and interesting and fascinating Uh, And uh, like you're saying, there's always the variable of the audience and what they're reacting to and how they're reacting and what the energy is like in the room. So that can affect, you know, how you deliver a line, how you say it, you know, so you're still trying to be present in the moment. And also like for, uh, like what we do, I'm sure it's the same for actors is like, what we're doing is affecting people and seeing them be affected by what we're doing in the audience is the joy of it, I believe, right?
0: Yes. And you know what else is true too? You learn something every day, they say, which I believe is true. I also believe I learn something every show. Mm. So, you know, why is Donny Osmond so good? Well, he's learned a lot more things. He's done a lot more shows over the years, over yeah. the decades, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, you really can see it. You, you can feel it. It's um. That's That's what makes right. it fun, is it's always learning.
1: Like now, I know when I do an outdoor venue, it could rain. Do you? Would,
0: <laughs> don't you learn something every show?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But well you, but you really and believe I'm, that? And right? I'm trying to make um, even those tweaks as well. Like I'm trying to get more production involved in my show. It's nice to be able just to like show up with a briefcase and do my show that way. But like, I want to add little elements, and like I'm now just fascinated playing around with like things like Q Lab and like trying to figure out like the, that that side of the production as well so there's always things to learn there's always things to improve Uh, but I was just curious like just because I'm, I'm starting to feel like no, no knock to Vegas, but like when I'm going to Vegas, it's like oh, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've done all the touristy things now. Sure, So sure. now it's just like, all right, how do I keep the city interesting other than just going to new shows that are there? Uh, but, um, but like, so I was wondering, that's why it popped in my head is like, someone who lives here, how do you keep it fun and fresh and get to do your show and make it feel fresh? So I think that was a good answer.
0: Yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I, I, I do love it here. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be.
1: Absolutely, Matt. Well, let's uh, wrap up this episode. Uh, You got goals, Matt. Oh man, we're in a short week. I can't imagine either of us did our goals. (laughs)
0: Eric, I'm in such a mess. Like I'm, so I'm trying to reorganize all of my magic.
1: Oh, that's fun. That could be a continued goal
0: um it's in the process of happening right now you can't see it but like i didn't realize i basically have a small magic shop like, really at my house yeah i do just you like a, so much
1: do you have stuff. a counter do you have someone behind it demoing magic for you i to know buy?
0: well <laughs> none of it, it it doesn't look like a magic shop but like mm-hmm. i mean the amount of magic right paraphernalia it could be sure. a small magic shop you know oh, what good. i
1: mean good 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 yeah yeah
0: so like i'm trying to organize that and i'm like i went i even went to the container store to like get container so i can like try to organize okay all the coin stuff here the cards here the stand-up material here the bigger things here small and like it's so hard to categorize anything because it's like okay like the gags go Mm -hmm. here but like is that a gag it could be played seriously you know what i mean like you don't know where to put what oh this is a card trick and a coin trick where does that go so anyway it's like hard to do but i'm in the process of that
1: Categorizing is a whole different thing, but you said Container Store, and I just wanted to stop and be like, "Man, that's the real secret to a lot of this is getting a nice container to hold things, right? Like you you got to really appreciate, like that's that's a big
0: national store. Everyone knows what that is, right? Yeah, gotta get it. Okay, I don't know if it was just here,
1: but the joy of just having the right thing to hold your stuff, right? But that's the thing.
0: (laughs) Until your stuff is in the containers, you don't know which containers to get. It's a whole. (laughs) it's a whole thing
1: so you're gonna continue reorganizing yes all right we're gonna get rid of your old goals i don't have i don't believe you're ever gonna to get to watching the carlin doc so <laughs>
0: eventually i will and yeah, i can't yeah. wait to tell you when i do
1: yeah it'll be great it'll be great uh but i'll put reorganize your magic uh i still have just been having time to watch all these agt's Magic. I'm gonna get to that. I'm still yeah. Trying we got to talk about month.
0: it too. Uh, there's another great act on.
1: Yes, from uh, I, who I know from the Illusionists, I believe. Yuho when Jin. I first saw him, Yuho Jin. So He's we'll do so a good. whole whole uh, deep dive on AGT Magic in a moment in a future episode. I'm still working on surviving this month, continuing to read both happening. But my goal for next time is to come up with a new goal.
0: That <laughs> is so bad. I think it's even worse that I think either you or me, I'm not sure who have done that before, but I'll accept it. Definitely you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, Um, uh, we want to thank our producers.
1: Yeah, we're going to thank our producers, Dr. Bob Baker, James Dawson, and Jesse Miller. And if you want to be a producer of the show or get any of our other tiers and perks at our Patreon, visit patreon.com slash mind over magic podcast that's i'm just making sure i had the right url uh the link is in the show description uh matt plugs
0: yes 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 come see the uh magic reinvented nightly 2.0 between now and the end of the year because changes are coming more more exciting updates
1: um i have a couple public shows coming up in august so if you happen to be in the new york area uh, you can see me at Monday Night Magic. I'm headlining on August 15th. And you can check me out at the uh, Magic in a Bottle show at the City Winery on the 30th as well. So awesome. a couple of those. Plus some, uh, I'm going to be traveling around doing some shows uh, out and about. But we'll talk about those later. Um visit us at mindovermagicpodcast.com. Shoot us an email if you have any questions at mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com and hit us up on the socials at mindmagicpod. We appreciate you listening. Thanks again to our patrons. We really appreciate you. Uh, another shout out to Alex who's doing our website and um yeah, thank you all for being here. We really we really have fun chatting together and I hope you have fun listening to us chat.
0: Yes, good night. This is over.
1: This is over. Bye-bye. back.